0: Habit stacking, setting boundaries, home organization, outsourcing, and you better believe we are going to be dishing out some chores so we can create hours of intentional time to pour into our kids, since that is our number one priority as vibrant moms. Grab that lukewarm coffee. Let's stop time. Hey, friends, I'm excited to hang out with you today. We are going to be talking about our kids and what to do about having them home. So get ready to jump on in. Here we go. So as we know, the holiday season is definitely upon us. As I'm recording this, it's almost Halloween. yippee! And then it will be Thanksgiving and then Christmas and then New Year's. And they all are coming down the pipeway like super fast. I feel like they just come one right after another really quickly. And we have the craziness of getting ready for activities and holidays and then maybe traveling and activities and finals and school and homework and sports and games and different seasons and all the things. And then our kids are done and they're at home and they're on break and it's just like a whirlwind. It feels like, whew, and then suddenly are they home <laughs> and it might feel, or you might be thinking it would be feeling a little like COVID over again. When you're trying to get work done, you're trying to be productive and you have kids that are jumping around at home. How do you get things done when you have these jumpy kids who are finally done with school and then they start to get bored and then they, you know are roaming around your house and crying that they're bored all the time while you're trying to get a hundred things finished, which can be defeating, it can be difficult to say the least, and just put a damper on trying to be super motivated and productive. So I just thought this was a great topic today because I know we are going to be faced with this in the bird household as our kids come home from school and are on break. I just know (laughs) I'm anticipating a majority of time. They will just be bored. I'm bored. I'm bored. We have nothing to do. I'm bored. And that all they really want to do is eat snacks and sleep in and play video games all day. And maybe that is what break is supposed to be. But at the same time, I don't really want them on screens all day. So What do you do as a working parent who's trying to get stuff done during the day to keep your kiddos busy and off screens while they are home on break? All right. That's what we're going to be jumping into today. I have a list of 10 activities that are non-screen activities that will keep your kids occupied. So these are just some ideas and maybe as i'm going through these you have some ideas of your own i know my middle guy over the summer wrote 100 different things that he could do and then he taped them to his wall so like he kind of wrote them out on like a grocery list type thing like a little notepad and then he ripped out each notepad page and then line them up. So it's like a really long skinny list that goes all the way down to the ground. And so there's about a hundred things on there. But Some of those things I don't really agree with. One is ask your dad for video games, then ask your mom for video games, eat snacks, bug your sister, run around crazy. So there's some things on the list that I'm like, hmm, maybe we can change some of this, but there are also some really good ideas. So This list hopefully will inspire you to think of maybe your own list or use some of these 10 things, non-screen activities to jumpstart getting a little bit more creative and thinking about what you're going to do when your kiddos are home. I think the best thing to do is, and why I wanted to uh, do this topic is because the more that we can anticipate, okay, the kids are going to be home. They're going to be bored. What am I going to do with that issue? The more we can anticipate it, then the less stress and kind of anxiety it will bring while you're also trying to get stuff done. So you'll be able to think through these issues before you get to them. And that really will make all the difference in planning ahead, having a few tips and tricks in your pocket, because that is literally makes parenting, I think, a lot more easy or easier when you can just pull something out and you'd be like, okay, I thought about this scenario and this is what I think we should do with it. Or that here's a tool I have that I can work with. So let's jump in. There are 10 non-screen activities that will keep your kids busy, hopefully occupied for a while, just depending on your kids. Number one is the library. Now we definitely do lots of library trips, especially over the summer when we do lots of summer reading programs and that kind of thing, but One really fun thing is so you can go to the library and you can get lots of actual books, book books. You can also go through the library system, the electronic library system and get lots of eBooks. So you can borrow eBooks and you can also borrow physical books. So both of them are great. I highly recommend having your kids go with you. Just have fun at the library. We love to bring a wagon to the library because I got so tired of hauling around so many books. And so we just have fun. We look through all the books and see like, what do you want to read? How about this? This looks cool. How about this? What about this one? Oh, this one's from an author that you like. Let's see if they have any more books by that same author. Let's see if there's a series that you might like. Oftentimes it's really fun to talk to the librarians and tell them about what series you like, or maybe if there is a series you're looking for or a type of book you're looking for, I think that's super helpful because they know a lot of really fun series, different book series, and they also have a lot of great ideas as far as what is popular, what are other kids looking for? And so that often helps with getting your kids interested. And at the beginning, we just used to have them read anything. They love comics. They love all kinds of really fun book series. My youngest one loves anything with war. So, anything on history of World War I, World War II, any kind of like army combat stuff. He loves books about the military, books about Navy SEALs, books about snipers or army rangers, all the kind of things, right? So we found one set of books that are stories, true stories written by a soldier, and it's not super graphic, which is lovely, and it's kind of cartoon form, but it's a chapter book. And then within the book, they show real pictures of maybe the machinery or the tanks or weapons or whatever they're using. So it is kind of fun to be able to read through there and read this story of something that really happened and then get an idea of like what's happening and all these things. So he loves those. Those are called bloodlines. But like my other two, one of them My oldest boy loves comic books and so he loves to get comic books. He gets tons and tons of comic books and that's just his thing. He just loves reading out. Every once in a while he'll branch out into like some fiction or something else, but he loves comic books. And then my oldest, she loves books that are kind of romance books, but not super romance romance books. And more now centered on teens and tweens and school and stuff like that. So it has changed over the years, but it's always super helpful, especially when they kind of are into a new different genre or different series of books to ask a librarian. So go to the library, have fun, know that it will take you a while, maybe go on the weekend so you are not rushed and you don't feel super rushed and go and just find a bunch of books. It's super fun. Another fun thing you can do is have your kids write maybe book reports on one or two books that they're reading over the time that they're home over break, or you could play book bingo I'm sure you can get this online, but I've seen like book bingo where you have, you know, read a nonfiction book, read a book about an animal, read a book about this. And so there's all these different kinds of books. So you're trying to like mark off your bingo card of, I read a book with a dog in it. I read a book about a superhero or a boy or war or whatever it might be. That's always a really fun. And then also when you are at home, try to create a special cozy spot for kiddos to go and read. Maybe a book nook or a cozy corner with a blanket, or maybe they have a special spot that they like sitting, all those kind of things. Just cultivate a spot that they love and that they can sit and that they can enjoy. Sometimes that's in their bed for our kids. Sometimes they like sitting on the couch with a cozy blanket. Sometimes they'll sit outside with a blanket. So all those different spots just make it fun and cozy. And if your kiddos are not really into reading, I think the best thing, as I said, is going to the library and finding something that they might like and then encouraging them to read it and maybe also just making more of a game out of it with the bingo cards. And sometimes that might help spark their interest. All right, that's number one, is kind of all books and library things. I know that was kind of a big one. Number two, now this one does border on the side of using your iPad or an electronic thing. This would be getting a kit from perhaps Mark Rober or Tinkercrate or any of the kind of mail order kits that you can get. I know KiwiCo does some as well. We love the kind of engineering ones by Mark Rober. So my kiddos love to get those. Now my two boys are into them my youngest one is kind of into it but his brother is the one who really loves it and loves to build and so he'll usually build his box of whatever it is and then sometimes he'll build his brothers and his brother just wants to play with it that's kind of how things work but they love building it putting it together and having all the pieces so that's one option. And then also with that, our daughter didn't wasn't really into engineering and building and that kind of thing. She which just wasn't her thing. So she does online art classes instead. So that is kind of more online digital workshops and that kind of thing. So we're kind of moving moving away from that, but having maybe, as we said, a subscription kit that comes every month, like from Mark robe or something where you're putting things together, not necessarily a class online. That was number two. Number three is outdoors. Outdoor sports, really anything. Go outside, go outside. Just do it, go outside. Go take a walk, go skip rope, go play basketball, go play football, go knock a ball around, go do something. Go make a fort maybe use some chalk and design a new fun game outside, but just go outside and do something that has to be the best to go get some (laughs) vitamin D, go outside in the sunshine and just go play. So we often (laughs) force our kids to go outside. I know we're mean, super mean. And number four is drawing and art. So this one is to get maybe more crafty and creative. Maybe you have a big art supply and you tell your kids like, just go at it and go make whatever. Maybe they've seen something on Pinterest or something on Etsy, or something that they want to do that's more artsy or creative. Our daughter likes to draw, and so she's always finding new things that she wants to practice drawing, or she wants to redo her room, or she wants to have these colors and this kind of look. So doing drawing and artwork might be up your kid's alley. For our boys, our boys detest drawing and artwork. That's just not how they're made. They would rather do anything else than (laughs) sit down and draw. And so what might work for one kid might not for the other, you know, your kiddos, you know, what works for them. Number five, having a puzzle or a board game. Sometimes my kiddos will play board games all by themselves. Sometimes they want to play with others. Sometimes they'll create their own board games. Sometimes they will take a board game and then redo all the rules to it. (laughs) So all kinds of different things. Also, they love puzzles. Once we have them out, I have to say they haven't usually done puzzles for a while, but I think that's kind of a thing that comes out over a long break where you can have it out on the table for a while and somebody can be working on it or where you can have it out while you're watching TV, maybe in the evening or something and somebody's working on it or while you're trying to be on a phone call and they're working on it on the kitchen table. One of the things we love or that I found with puzzles, you can order it online, but it's this huge like zipper pouch kind of thing and it lays flat. So you open it up and it's about the size of like a table, maybe three feet by two feet. And so it's this big kind of rectangle. So you open it up and you flip it all the way open and you can build your puzzle inside of it. And then when Maybe you're not finished with the puzzle. Maybe it has a couple more pieces, but you just want to put it away for a little while and not have to look at the puzzle. You can flip it back closed and all the puzzle pieces are still inside and you haven't damaged the puzzle that somebody's putting together because it's still all together in there. And then you just zip it closed and you could just slide it underneath your couch. So you just slide it back out when you're ready to play with it unzip the whole thing, open it up, and then you can put your puzzle together. It's brilliant. I love it because it makes (laughs) puzzles like disappear. And it also keeps track of all the puzzle pieces. They aren't all over the living room floor. The dog hasn't eaten one. Somebody hasn't hidden a puzzle piece. Well, that might still happen. But for the most part, it keeps all the puzzle pieces in one spot. All right. So we are on number six. Number one was the library. Then subscription boxes like Mark Rober or Tinker Crates. Number three was going outside outdoors. Number four is drawing and art. Number five is puzzles and board games. Number six is building Now, if you have boys, this may be more up their alley. Our boys still love building Legos. They love building magnetiles. They love building at church, they have dominoes that they can build. So they have this big bucket of like dominoes that they can build and set up and then set up all these different dominoes to knock each other down. And they can play with that for hours. They can get super intricate and lining them all up and making them go a certain way. So I can take a lot of time. <laughs> Can be lovely. I also know marble runs, building marble runs, and then running the marbles down the marble runs can take a lot of time and be lovely as well. So, anything that's building, meaning Legos, magnetiles, marbles, dominoes, all the things. Number seven, a uh, neighborhood scavenger hunt. So You can print these out online. You can look for just a scavenger hunt. This may be something if they have some friends come over that they can do, or this might be something that maybe them and their siblings go do, but it's kind of a neighborhood scavenger hunt. I'm sure you can have things that are indoors or outdoors. So you could have this list of things to do. Maybe you have two teams, or maybe you just have one team and you time them to see how long it will take them to get all these things. And then once they get back with all the things, they get some kind of prize. So a neighborhood scavenger hunt is always really fun. Now, this can be like anything from finding things like pine cone or nature or an apple or whatever, or it can be for our actual like going to somebody's house and asking for a cup of sugar or a paperclip or a bobby pin or I don't know, something that they're okay with parting with. So that is number seven, a neighborhood scavenger hunt. It can be super fun. So check it out online, print out maybe some neighborhood scavenger hunts. They might even have ones that are bingo cards. I haven't checked, but just like some fun thing that's different that makes them go outside and go run around. Number eight, jobs. This might be taking care of a neighbor's pet, or maybe their yard, or maybe babysitting, A lot of people go on breaks during this time, so they might be gone and need somebody to watch their pet, or maybe they're gone and they need you to pick up their mail or watch for packages, that kind of thing. So those kind of things your kiddos can get involved with and they can take care of their neighbors and pets. And maybe there's some extra babysitting jobs or some other things to do so Depending on your kiddos, they can find some little jobs that they can help with either at home. You can have them do, you know, little jobs that you don't have time to do. Maybe you have a bunch of shredding, you have somebody shred. We had that. We went through our file drawer and all of our cabinets one time in the office and we found a bunch of stuff that was just old, old files that we didn't need, but we didn't want to just throw them away. We wanted to shred them. But then that takes time and our time is far more valuable usually and we're doing all these things. So that provided something that they could do that was helpful and something that we then felt like, okay, you're helping in this one area. We can do these other things for you. Or maybe we paid them like a dollar for every hour that they shredded a whole box of stuff. So that can be really fun. You can take on inside jobs for your home. Maybe you have weeding that you need done in the front yard. And if they do a whole bucket of weeding, then they get X amount of money, so forth. So, or cleaning the baseboards or vacuuming, all those things can be awesome chores they can help with if they are home. Or they can also, as I said, go look for external jobs, jobs in the neighborhood, jobs with other families, and just earning money that way. Just a little bit, but mainly earning experience. Number nine. This kind of goes along with number eight, but a little different. This is to bless somebody. So you're not getting money for it. It's not something you have to do. This is something that you kind of are just random acts of kindness. So maybe you are at the grocery store and you Buy an extra thing of flowers and your kiddos take that to the neighbor. Or maybe they cut some flowers and take them to the neighbor. Or maybe they write a special card for one of the neighbors and just go put it in their mailbox and don't tell them. Or maybe they take in somebody's trash cans after trash day. Those kind of just little things that people aren't expecting or noticing, you can teach your kids to do them and to bless somebody in a big way. Now, a big version of this would be to do like a lemonade stand and all the money goes to IJM, or maybe all the money there goes to Compassion International. It's another group we love working with. And so just maybe you're raising money for a specific cause that can always be really fun as well. And number 10, this one does require you to do a little bit more, but... It would be going on dates with your kids. So this, maybe you would have a set time like, okay, on Thursday, we're going to go out to lunch together. And I'm just taking this one kid. We're going to go wherever you want to go. We're going on Thursday to lunch. So that's just a fun thing you can do when your kiddos are home, when you have some extra time and when they're physically there. Because oftentimes when they're at school, it's not as easy to go on a little date with them or take them on a little outing or go grab ice cream or something fun like that. So that would be my top 10 fun, creative non-screen activities. Now, as we were going through those, there might be one that resonated more with you, or maybe as we were talking about the library, you had some cool ideas of what you're going to do for your own house or to cultivate reading at your house. One other quick thing I love to do is I love to warm up blankets at night and then I give them to my kiddos. So if they're sitting on the futon and reading with my husband, maybe I grab warm blankets and put them on them. Or maybe if they're just going to bed, I grab like nice warm blankets out of the dryer and they get all cozy in bed. It kind of helps them get settled and sleep a little bit better. So that may help if they're, want to get super cozy and read a book, give them a cozy blanket and that could work. So I really do hope that these 10 things I'll go over them real quick, have helped you give you kind of some ideas of what to do while your kids are at home. Number one was the library. Number two was a monthly subscription like Mark Rober. Number three is go outside outdoor sports or building a fort or whatever it might be. Number four is drawing and art. Number five are puzzles and board games. Number six is building, like Legos or magnetiles or marbles or all the things. Number seven is neighborhood scavenger hunt. Number eight is jobs, like taking care of things for your neighbors, et cetera, et cetera. Internal jobs inside the house or external outside the house and maybe outside in your neighborhood. Number nine is blessing someone with kindness. So this might be, as we talked about flowers or cars or something that they're just not expecting, even just taking in the trash or making sure things are taken care of at their house, which is always appreciated. And number 10 is dates to take your kiddos on dates. Now. Just remember during this really important season when your kiddos are home, it's so important to give yourself some grace and take this time to spend quality time with your kids, knowing that productivity will take a dip during this season that your kiddos are home and that that is okay you're just investing in something different during this season. I think that's really important to just remind ourselves that sometimes things will just not go as planned. We will just not be as productive. We'll not have all these things and that's okay. That's okay. So give yourself a little bit of grace. All right, friends, I really do hope this episode has given you some new ideas of what to do to keep your kids busy while you're trying to actually get work done. It is always an impossible challenge, but I think the more that you anticipate, like we were talking about, and the more that you kind of problem solve and plan, like, okay, what are the things that they could do without screens? What am I uncomfortable with? What am I not comfortable with? So Just plan those things a little bit in ahead of time and you will be good to go once they come up. Thank you so much for listening today. As you might know, we are inching our way towards our 300th episode. And so we are super excited and I would love to celebrate. So do me a favor, go to my website, www.birdbyrd.com. M I C H E L L E dot com. My name is not hyphenated or anything. It's just last name and then first name. At the front page, the home page, if you scroll all the way towards the bottom, you'll see a spot where you can leave me a message or leave me something. And I would love to hear from you. What do you want to do for our 300th episode? How do you want to celebrate? I'm super, super excited. So, Come on over there. Leave me a message. Let me know what you think we should do to celebrate. And until next time, have a busy, vibrant day. Did this podcast bless you? Did you learn something new? Did this podcast encourage you? Please Please leave our mom mom a review. Pretty please. I hope you loved today's episode, friend. I pray it blessed you, encouraged you, or challenged you in some new way that is helping you. If so, would you stop right now and share this episode with someone else that needs community too? I also would love if you could take 30 seconds for me and leave me a review on Apple Podcast. This is the only way that I know that you are actually enjoying the show and that it is blessing you. Plus, it makes me happy to hear from you. Come on over to our free community, birdmichelle.com and grab your free gifts. I have free productivity programs and everything you need to know about working with me, taking my courses or connecting. Lastly, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so that you don't miss an episode.